you do your roux in a microwave. This gut is beautiful and it's full of gumbo. Nick Saban puts tomatoes in his gumbo. Welcome to the Gumbo Show. Gumbo is a way of life. It is gumbo time, ladies and gentlemen. We are back for part two of our epic knockdown, drag out, recap of BT's annual gumbo cook-off held there in Travis County, because we're not saying Austin, at the Armadillo Den, or maybe we are saying Austin. I don't know. I have a son named Austin. I don't mind saying his name. We are your hosts of the Gumbo Show. I, in Southeast Louisiana, Feynman Roberts, joining me as always, Brent Barksdale, North Texas, Dave Huguenel in Northern Virginia. And we are back with our, uh, the only repeat guest we've had so far, and here he's back for a third time, because it's part two of the same show, but it's Brett Berry, owner-proprietor of the Armadillo Den in, uh, there in South Austin, in, uh, in Texas. And uh, we just finished discussing many of the, uh, shall we say, somewhat interesting gumbo styles that were at this year, or last year now, that's 2022 gumbo cook-off. We, Listen to that episode. You definitely need to hear about fried dehydrated okra, quail eggs, coarse mustard, and um, different types of pork Ugh. products that can all be put in the same gumbo. Also, what type of gumbo you take to church on Sunday, too? Yeah, gumbos that you take to church on Sunday versus gumbos you go out with on Friday night. Oh, yeah. Maybe you take them to the armadillo den. Anyway, we're back. We have some other topics on the agenda. So let's get it, fellas. Brett. Welcome back, Brent and David. Let's do it. Before we start, I got one thing I got to share y'all. While we we're uh, between episodes, I went and got a snack. And I just want y'all to see this. I have a share size M&M pack. And I just want you to know that like, I'm not sharing it with anybody. Yeah, that's not share size, guys. That's, I, think, that I honestly little. think share size is the only size you can buy now. And so I never share share size. I like I like that it's telling me it's like hey listen fatty you're supposed to be sharing this <laughs> but, you're like, but you're but we know you're not going to Brent, Brent I'm gonna cuss really quick if I can yeah go for it there's a rule it's any zoo is a petting zoo if you're not a little <laughs> it's the same about share size M and M's you know you don't have to right I love it. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, stay tuned for our uh, our alternative podcast, Share Size M M&M and M Show. <laughs> That's correct. It's uh, animals. Not speaking for... of animals, let's talk about animals we eat. Chicken. Yes, uh, chicken. That was was the topic of right. this. So um, I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna paint the scene. It's this was was this Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, right around yeah, I think right around Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving so, I decided, or was this Christmas? Uh, when did I see you in a parking lot? Uh, it's Christmas. Eve. Yeah, Christmas Eve, all the boys on the gumbo show made gumbo. And I made gumbo just because I heard Brett Berry was in town down the street at his parents' house. And then turns out he made his own gumbo. So, but he still met me in the parking lot and picked up some of my gumbo to take home to Austin. But delicious, by the way. Very good. Very oh, tasty. cool. Uh, uh thank you. I tried a little bit. Anyway, so I got a little he showed me his gumbo because he had a container that he was taking home of it, and it had you know stringy chicken. And he had stringy chicken at the competition and his gumbo tasted amazing, by the way, at the competition. But there's a but then immediately I called Dave to talk about chicken. And then so we need to have this discussion. So Dave has a thought. First, I want Brett. Tell us how you made your gumbo on Christmas Eve and why your oh, chicken really? was. I want to know why your 
I want to know how your chicken got so stringy. Okay. I'll and talk about Dave's going to weigh in on what if he If you want about me to explain chicken. to you how fat and tendons and meat shred apart, I'll do that too. Yeah. But you started with your chicken first, My chicken right? Christmas Eve uh, was my mom at about 2.30 Christmas Eve in the afternoon said, hey, well, why don't you make gumbo tomorrow? Like you love making gumbo. And I said, I don't know if that's possible because it's 2.30 and everybody's about to close at probably three or four in Granbury. We kind of had everything. I will say, I, I didn't tell you this because you guys are so mad about tomatoes that I didn't want to bring this up, but we didn't have uh, green bell peppers. So we had like the red, the yellow, what's yeah. the other, the, like the sweet there's orange. There's an orange one. Yeah. And she chopped up the sweet. Is, so before I even dive in, do you guys have an opinion on that? I, I don't really think that's bad. I, I think, always I use think, green. I think we talked to. Thank, I think we talked to. Sorry. To Curtis Louvier, even at the uh, at the World Championship Gumbo Cookoff, and there are few more legendary Gumbo Cookoff guys than Curtis yeah. Louvier. I think even he was like, I don't like green pepper, bell peppers, so I don't use them. So I don't. Yeah. I don't think there's a. I don't have you a big I, feeling. That makes it. me feel much better. Okay, because Mike, that makes me already feel like the gumbo I made. I should have shared because it was better. But I, I was nervous that you were going to see like a yellow pepper and be like, mm. I was wondering why you didn't. It's worse than tomatoes. Like it'd be only, all. Only if it was chunky. Yeah, I like thing. chunky. If it was a big okay. chunky, Fair. I like chunky. Um, all right, keep going. So yeah, I mean, uh, we made some gumbo and I did it kind of similar to the gumbo I did for the competition, which is new for me. I mean, I'm I'm kind of testing this new product out. Um, and yeah, I, I, I think for me, I don't like, you said it smooth. It's kind of the word in my head, I like gumbo. I don't want a chunky gumbo. I don't want it to feel forced. Or I don't want it to feel, I want, I want it to be more like a, a stew soup, yada, yada. And I guess the, the, the like stringy chicken kind of comes from that. And I've had chili with like bricks of meat and it feels so forced. It feels so like you have to enjoy this as its own part of this is meat compared to chili. And when I think about gumbo, it should just all be like this nice orchestra of flavor, spice, texture, and, and protein, whatever that happens to be. And so I, I don't know. It, it, I have always liked the stringy texture. I've always liked the, the thought of like when you really scoop down into the bowl deep, you get like the whole big, chicken bottom with good, you know, I don't know. I, I, that's how I've always seen it in my head. So I didn't even know this was a conversation, but I can tell you like how I did it. And it's not that complicated. I just made, made a stew like I would do for tamales or anything else. And, and I used that kind of as, as a broth as well. So as I was rendering the fat from these chicken thighs, skinless chicken thighs, cause the skin's pointless. I basically made a broth out of that. Now that I say that I should have had the chicken thighs in there just to like thin them out for the broth. But then I pour the entire broth into my gumbo and use that as kind of like an additional broth. Well, I'm, I'm obviously doing a broth in a second pot. So for chicken, for Christmas gumbo, I did not do that. But for competition gumbo, I had a broth pot. I had a chicken thigh pot with more spice, way more spice to make the chicken, in my opinion, soak up more of that spice. I added that to the broth. And I think that's where a lot of the spice and all the broth came from. So I will say, and this goes back to your competition gumbo as well. Like I am a fan of the stringy chicken, um, you know, and I've had it both. And frankly, I'd say most of my gumbos are usually a stringy chicken as well. Cause 
I'm a big believer that gumbo fundamentally is meant to be like the leftovers of a bunch of different other meals that are all thrown into yeah. a pot, right? Agreed. So if you're, if you're doing that with chicken, that's why a lot of times when I'm making a gumbo, I'll actually just go buy a rotisserie chicken at the store so and, just, the first time. and just shred that up and then throw throw that in, right? Um, I, I think that is, <coughs> I mean, it's, it's lazy because that's who I am. But at the same time, it's also, I think, the heart of what gumbo is, which is leftovers that are all thrown together. Um, but from a texture perspective, it makes it really interesting. You've got the big chunks of sausage. You've got some other stuff that's potentially going in there. Then you've got like the pulled chicken. Like I'm a big fan of that. Now, I don't mind chicken chunks. Like I've, I've done that as well. But it's just it's one of those things where like I, I don't think that you just go and knock the stringy chicken. Like that's the wrong way to do it or you shouldn't do it that way. It's like it's its own version. It's like pulled per- pork versus chopped pork. Like it's, you know, th- there's no wrong one. It's what are you in the mood for? Right. Amen. I know uh, I cook my chicken like you do yours and my gumbo. I'd like to hear your opinion. This is right. important. I, I think this <laughs> is this is a super interesting question. And uh, I've thought a lot about it. And I, I've actually been on a like I went on a journey with this because my chicken, I used to put it in like I fry. I use chicken thighs and I fry them in the pan and then I set them aside and I dice them when they cool off. And then like at the start of my simmer, which is usually like at least two to three hours, I would throw those diced chicken thighs in. And so when the gumbo was ready to eat, they were falling apart and, and what we're calling sort of stringy chicken, right? And yeah. it was just a slight texture dis- difference, but it tasted like the rest of the gumbo. And then I went, I had a gumbo recommended to me by a local food writer. Um, and it's a, it's a Vietnamese influenced gumbo. So it's a little bit different but it had big chunks of chicken in it. And I realized I really enjoyed it. It it provides like a third texture. So you have the sausage texture, you have the broth texture, the the liquid texture, and then you have the chicken texture. And they actually also have shrimp in there too. So you get, they have a a fourth texture. Um, And so I realized that I kind of enjoyed that. So what I have been doing the last, you know, couple of years probably is frying my chicken thighs, dicing them when they cool off, and then throwing them in like a half hour before I serve the gumbo. And that way, the diced chicken or the cubed chicken still it's still sort of chunky. I mean, I don't I I don't cube it big. Like these are small chunks of chicken, but I like in my spoon to get some liquid, a piece of sausage and a piece of chicken all together. And it, I think it just, like, I, that's what I like right now. I'm not saying I'll never go back, you know, to the other way, but that's the way I like it because you get three textures. Uh, you get the gumbo flavor really strong. The chicken is still recognizably chicken. Um, and so that's the way I've been doing it lately. Uh, but I've had it both ways and good gumbo can go in any direction, I, you know, I don't have, I'm not going to say like, this is the only way to do it. That's the way I've been doing it of late. And so, you know, the, the stringy chicken, like I was stringy chicken forever until just probably a year or so ago when I was like, let me try this really since we started the show. Cause it was on this, the first episode of the show that Ian McNulty said, try the seafood at Broad and Banks. And I went by there and tried it. And that's where Broad and Banks in, in New Orleans. And that's where, uh, they had the chicken chunks. So I think you can really go in. I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. 
I think you can go either way, but I do, I have discovered, I really do like the chunky chicken. My wife doesn't necessarily agree, by the way. She complains a little bit, but I tell her, you know, she you can make her own she, gumbo. That's you right. Get saying? in the kitchen yourself, woman. Yeah. <laughs> I, you're my Sunday, you're my Sunday morning woman. This is my Friday night gumbo. That's what right. I tell her. Can I ask a quick one? Quick one? Yeah. yeah. Uh, did the gum, did the chicken bring anything to the flavor profile? Like, did, I mean, I mean that by like, not just texture, like, cause chicken being a chunk, a different like did it bring a spice or a a a flavor like whoa like that's part like, of your root process, process like, right Feynman? yeah i mean i also i also fry the chicken in the oil that makes the roux hurt so you get a little bit of rendered chicken fat like i'm using boneless skinless thighs like you are yeah no, but i can't well, say by, by the way really quick if you use anything from white piece of chicken you are you go do something else because you're not doing gumbo keep going correct yes um and so, no, I mean, I can't say that the chicken brings anything besides just a little bit of chickenness, right? And <laughs> I think, too, I'm, I'm very particular about the sausage that I use. And so for me, the sausage carries a lot of flavor. And I think if you, <laughs> you know, if you, the, the chicken is a way, like if you use stringy chicken, yeah. you're using the chicken as a medium to bring the flavor of your gumbo to your face. It's, it's like, like, it's like a potato, right? You don't need a potato for a potato. You eat a potato for what you can Everybody. put on a potato and then use it to carry that, carry that to your face, whether it's sour cream or cheese yep. or ketchup or whatever. And, and so stringy chicken does that too. And cube chicken does, does the same. I think it just provides it slight, a little yeah. bit more texture variation, a little bit more to, it makes it a little bit, maybe a little bit heartier because it's a little bit more to chew on. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So that's, yeah, that's all. I mean, that's that's and what I'm coming No, to. like if you marinated it early to like give it a different, then that's all. That's That makes a lot of sense. Well, and I think it all goes back to, you know, if you're trying to make a quote unquote like fancy gumbo, like it's hard to do that with the stringy chicken, right? I think if you're making a, you know, a, sort of a down and dirty gumbo, like that's what a stringy chicken like really works in, right? Because, but, and then you get into this whole bigger question of like, well, what's a real gumbo? Like you can argue that the down and dirty gumbo is actually a real gumbo because that's kind of what it's supposed to be too. So it's, you know, there, it's just one of these things where, oh, maybe, maybe our, our, our internet followers will have stronger opinions and think that there's a right or wrong answer, but I really I don't. Mean, what will you Twitter could also, say, Feynman? You could also, th that's right, Twitter... Twitter won't say much. Anyway, you could also throw. I think I think both of them might have an opinion. <laughs> Twitter followers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could also, if you really want to, do it, you could just use bone-in thighs, right? Absolutely. And then you just you just just do them and throw the and because then you're getting everything out of the bone and all that if stuff was, in there yeah, too. Yeah. If I was going to do my, I guess in my head, I've only done this combo twice. If I was going to go back and do it the right way, buy everything by product, I would buy bone-in chicken. Mm -hmm. And I would I would do it that way, and then I would pull the dark meat that I wanted from it. I might even pull, you know. And I think we're saying the same thing. I think the yeah. the, the end game is like you want a platform to transfer the flavor of your gumbo mm -hmm. to the spoon, and then you need a texture breakdown, whether it be a dehydrated fried okra, whether <laughs> it be a and like and to that point, like whether it be a chunk of chicken. Or like for me, and we didn't talk about it earlier because I don't bring it, I don't talk about it because I don't think about it. But like, I I don't I don't like pan fry my sausage. I burn my sausage. I straight up burn it. 
and I, I burn it on all sides. I burn it on all angles and I burn it as black as I can get it on all angles because when I put it into the pot, that all comes off and it doesn't taste bad. It's just part of sausage that burnt. And on top of that, it, it crisps and creates a, I think about it as gushers. We're like, if I like to buy like a, a jalapeno sausage. I know that you guys have great sausage in your area from whether it be Alabama or Louisiana. And it's like a great smoked sausage, but here jalapeno cheddar sausage is king. So I pick a, a jalapeno smoked sausage. I really like, and I slice it into good, good, good enough chunks. And I basically burn it on a, on a, a, a cast iron. And that's my, what you're saying, texture. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think if you were to split it into three, you're looking for like the, the, the texture, this, you know, the, the roux, spice, whatever. And then just the overall, how you enjoy your gumbo is going to come off that probably. But mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of so I will say this though, in terms of like going back to chicken. So I, I also think because you shouldn't put too much thought into the chicken because it's like the least important from a flavor perspective too. Like for the gumbo that I made for Christmas Eve, I think that's my best gumbo that I've made yet. I think my wife and I agreed, like we both loved it. We devoured it over the, over like the course of like three and a half days, but that was the worst chicken scenario I've had in my entire gumbo for all the gumbos I made. I usually either use rotisserie or I'll do like the boneless skinless thighs that you guys talked about. For this gumbo, because I kind of like had to go shop at the last second, uh, or at least I forgot to get my chicken. So I ran out like the morning of Christmas Eve to go buy the chicken. And all they had was just uh, uh, skinless chicken breasts at yeah. the grocery store, right? Yeah. Like the most vanilla part of the chicken that you can get. So that's what I, that's all I could use. So I used that. I, you know, you know, fried it up, you know, cut it up, threw it in the gumbo, you know, the, the least flavorful chicken I've ever used, but it's the best gumbo ever made, which kind of just convinced me that like, you got to make sure you do your chicken right. But at the end of the day, like that's not the difference between a good gumbo or a bad gumbo. Yeah. You had Tasso. That's why you're. The Tasso was a game changer. Like I'm, I'm never, I'm never making a gumbo without that now. (laughs) From Louisiana. Oh, it's so good. And you're not wrong, man. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, look, I, I tasted my gumbo about an hour and a half before I was supposed to present it to the judges. And I go, Oh no, <laughs> this is like maybe the worst gumbo I've ever made. Like this is not good. And and I think it comes a lot with like, just being, just cooking a lot of anything, you know, like you kind of learn you're like, well, what do we need here? Like I call flavor garlic and that's just what I call it. When I say I need more flavor, I'm like, well, you should add more garlic. It's just in my head. Like one, two, uh, it's not salty enough. It could be spicier. Like, you need to start, it's gumbo, man. That's what's cool about what you guys are doing, what we're talking about. Although the whole reason this podcast is awesome is, like, you brought up chunked cube chicken. I brought up my fact of stringy chicken. Like, but there's no wrong way to make this. We can do it all day and, and make it however you need to. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to how much how much you've messed up and how much you know how to fix what you've messed up now or vice versa. Like, how much you've messed up and how you know not to mess it up in the future. So, the people who do it really well, I'm glad like BT and Sarah got their, you know, their, their, their first prize because they've been figuring it out for like five years now. Yeah. I talked to BT, uh, the other day, uh, we're going to have him on probably in February. He would love that, man. He's, he's, yeah, gonna, we've he's been, we job. texted, uh, yeah. and then of course, Sarah will have the two winners. Good. It'd be good. All right, cool. 
Anything else? I just wanted to talk about chicken on this episode. That's we all. did that. And we did that. Chicken, man. We've had episodes based on Rue, on Trinity. Chicken can was, we, was inevitability. Can we, um, <laughs> can we come to some, some, some conservatory decision of like, would you rather see cube? Because like, I'm a stringy chicken guy. Don't care. Would you rather see your cube chicken stay whole? Or do you want to see it fall apart? Do you want to see like a char on it? Or does it need to be like... Don't care. I just don't like the massive chunks where they don't, where it's just massive. Sometimes you'll see, um, yeah. So I like Brent, a little bit of. Brent is lying. Be, he loves chunks. Yeah. He call, he talks about chunks big chunks. It's got to be it's cut un, a little it's, bit. It's, it's uncomfortable how much yeah. he likes chunks. I'll eat stringy chicken. I'll, I'll to eat me, all I, chicken. To be clear, I don't Whatever. even like the word. I don't even like the word chunk. Like that, that word sounds off to me. It's off-putting. Um, that's, a know, word you, that's a word you swipe right or left whatever it whatever is. the no, it's like it's like the word the word chunk and the word moist i hate those words those <laughs> the word words. moist is awesome so it's terrible well i love um, me some moist chunks of chicken dude so i'm gonna that say dave's last episode so i'm gonna side with brett on this one though uh i i if i if i had to choose between the two i'm gonna go stringy chicken as as my favorite more flavor huh in your just, uh, it's not well it's not about flavor it's about texture and like <clears throat> a chunk of chicken is more similar to a chunk of sausage actually and, like uh the, the thighs but it's where it's naturally broken apart not really cut it's like because they have little parts you mean stringy mm-hmm. no they're <laughs> like medium to small chunks but they're natural sort of broken apart Anyway, that's the way me and Fame do it. At least the way I did it this uh, Christmas Eve, and it was the best I've ever had chicken-wise. Good. It was good. Um, I did have one question. So apparently Brett says I screwed up, and I did. I'm not a chef. I admit it. So I got the chicken thighs, and I went and started cutting the fat and cutting the white string thing. Or was it Fame that laughed at me? I got a text about 20 minutes after the last episode posted from one of our regular listeners who just said the white stuff on the chicken thigh is fat. Yeah. And I said, no, it's, yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Not you know, the fat, but them. what's that white string? I'm sure it's just the, the it's fat Brent. Yeah. Fat. Well, I cut a lot of that off. I won't anymore. I'm just going to fry it down. Brent, Brent thought he was trimming a brisket. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm was, not a chef. I'd usually just eat it. In all fairness, his, his his wife just bought him like the Aaron Franklin's Franklin barbecue, how to trim a brisket. And like he was, <laughs> yeah, right. food, and he was, he was feeling it. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is important. You need to keep those. Uh, I've learned a lot to be on this podcast for 14 if hours or something. Yeah, if you're going to make a broth, don't get skinless, get yeah. skin on. Yeah. Well, this wasn't for the broth. This was for the, uh, to put in the gumbo. You should do both. Yeah. But, boys. And enjoy you. hanging out with you anytime you need me. That's always right. Questions. Always we always need you. When do you know? We always need you, Brett. Yeah. Anyway. All right, cool. So I'm, I'm done with the chicken. Fame and bring us home. Thanks, Brett. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap up our legendary <laughs> two-parter with Austin Gumbo, legend, godfather, grand poobah, major domo, Brett Berry, proprietor, owner, Armadillo Den, go check it out. Also, next year, next November, make your plans for the eighth annual BT's annual gumbo cook-off there at Austin. Is that right? Eighth annual. Oh, right? It'll be here eighth annual. 
We're probably going to try to do it a little bit before Thanksgiving. So we have a little bit more money to give to people to serve. I believe I was texting Brian earlier. He didn't get back to me. I think it was over 70,000 families this last year, just this last that, year. Pretty awesome. That, that well, next year, give us a link work. and we'll try to get okay. our thousands of listeners to donate. We can tie it in <laughs> and uh, we'd love to, man. We'd love to have you guys. Y'all are awesome. We appreciate you guys. I love having you guys let me be on this thing with y'all. It's super fun. We will uh, We will bring the official gumbo show road show. We'll bring <laughs> our van, our roadies, all the stuff. We'll set up the stage. Anyway, it's uh, it's been great having you on, Brett. Thanks again for joining us. As always, come on the show anytime. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Check out Brett if you're if you're in Austin at any time. Go check him out. And as always, hit us on our social medias on Instagram. We're on Instagram at Gumbo Show. That's D A Gumbo Show. On Twitter at Gumbo Show. We have a website, GumboShow.us. A Facebook page. Search for us there. Let us know. Hit us up. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, all that kind of stuff. And until next time, may your roofs be dark and your bowls be full.